This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And I'm Morvan McIntyre. We are the podcast that extends a helping hand during this lockdown, whether it's offering you practical advice and answering your FAQs about the pandemic. Or getting away from the doom and gloom with positive stories coming out of our communities. Today's episode is dedicated to the parents out there. The kids are at home and somehow you need to keep them both educated and entertained. We have experts to help you do just that. How can parents juggle their precious time? How can you encourage your kids to see you as a teacher? How can I keep my children active at home? Brummy Mummy's founder Zoe Chamberlain is here to answer those pressing questions. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think that this is a really kind of precious time with your children. You're not you're not going to be given a time like this again where you can spend that all those dedicated hours together. And I think it's a really great opportunity to share life skills with your children. And we also speak to teacher Mary Lindsay, who has moved her classroom online. She's got some advice to parents who are unsure about homeschooling their children in the lockdown. Um, I think the first thing is to try and reassure a lot of parents. This is totally new to all of us. They don't need to have to get through every single piece of work in a day. But first, on the evening of the 23rd of March, Boris Johnson announced new measures that put the UK in a state of lockdown. The Prime Minister told the nation that they should stay home, protect the NHS and save lives. The restrictions mean that we should only leave home for essentials, buying food, picking up medicine or getting one form of exercise a day. Johnson said that the initial lockdown would last three weeks. We've reached that mark and not surprisingly, the lockdown is set to be extended. Now we are recording this episode of Alone Together on Thursday morning, that's the 16th of April. And it is expected that ministers will later announce a three-week extension to the coronavirus lockdown. Dominic Raab, the Foreign Secretary who is deputising for the Prime Minister as he recovers from coronavirus, will lead emergency COBRA and cabinet meetings about the lockdown extension. Now, Morven, you know, it's going to be another three weeks, probably more in the lockdown. How do you feel about the extension? Well, I think, as we mentioned, it's not surprising. It's definitely something that was expected. Uh, We need more time to get the NHS ready um, for the peak time. So I think it'll just be, you know, getting through that and kind of understanding the reason why it's happening. What about you? Again, I'm not surprised. And I would rather, even though, look, a lockdown is really testing on us all, testing our um, jobs, our health service, our economy but also ourselves you know mentally and physically 
but I would rather stay indoors and stay as long as I can to make sure it's okay. I mean, this is what Health Secretary Matt Hancock um, told BBC Breakfast. He believed that the government has said that, um, made clear that we think it's too early to make a change. He said that we can see that we're reaching a peak. That's good news. But we can see the numbers are not yet coming down. Therefore, we can't make a change. So if the numbers aren't coming down yet, we've just got to slug it out a bit longer. And hopefully um, it will make lives easier later on. Um, again, Hancock added that um, if we released all the measures now, then this virus, virus would run rampant. And no one wants that. Absolutely no one wants that. So a bit more patience and we should get through this, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Short-term patience for a long-term gain, so for sure. Absolutely. Couldn't put it better myself. Now, the lockdown changed things more or less overnight, as we know, and we have to adapt, and we have adapted. Parents have become teachers. Classrooms are now virtual. And some of our homes have turned into schools. It can be quite daunting to look after your little ones in these unusual times. Never fear, though. Alone Together's Matt Millard spoke to Zoe Chamberlain, parenting editor at Birmingham Live and founder of Brummy Mummies, who provides her tips for mums and dads with kids at home. So I'm joined today by Zoe Chamberlain, who is the parenting editor at Birmingham Live and also the founder of Brummy Mummies. So hi, Zoe. Hi, Matt. Good to speak to you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So we're normally colleagues at Birmingham Live. We're conducting this interview via telephone. So if you'd like to start by just telling the listeners what Brummy Mummies is for people that don't know. So we founded Brummy Mummies uh, quite a few years ago now, and it's an online parenting network for parents to chat and find out about things to do in the city, um, to ask for recommendations. And we also organise social events under normal circumstances. Obviously, Brummy Mummies has changed uh, a bit in the last few weeks. Uh, so now we're sharing lots of ideas for parents looking for things to do at home. What a great, you know, a great supportive network of parents. Um, so obviously we are in a position where schools are closed, uh, children are at home, and this has forced you know parents into taking on this this new role as teacher as well as a parent. So I think the first question we've had quite a lot through kind of various um, various publications is how can parents juggle their time? That is a tricky one, Matt. Um, I think that for every household it is different because everybody is in different situations, whether they're working from home whether they're not working and they're perhaps a little bit worried about finances, maybe they're a key worker and they're going out to work. Um, it, it's it's very difficult. Um, um, and I think it's really important that parents don't beat themselves up if it doesn't all go perfectly all the time. Um, and we've, got, we've had a lot of responses from parents who are really enjoying this time. It's really nice to have that kind of concentrated time with your kids often we're running around we're racing back from work um just quickly wolfing down some tea with the kids doing bath time bedtime story whereas it it's kind of given us a bit more time to to spend with our children which is which is really nice um and and then and I think it's just a case of everybody's been trying to find their their flow with it really no necessarily you know there's no real right or wrong way um to take on all these tasks and we we forget this you know there's so many hours in the day where where you know children are normally at school and but 
the day-to-day still has to um, continue or continue under these new extreme circumstances, you know, uh, you know, working as well as being a parent simultaneously and take, taking on the teaching uh, as well. So in, with parents taking on this new role, is there any way that parents can kind of encourage their children to now see them as educators as well as parents? You know, is there a tendency for children maybe not to... Uh, you know, if, if a parent's asking their child to you know, complete certain homework or complete an activity, uh, is there a resilience from children or, or are we finding that children are kind of taking taking this on and taking it in their stride and, and listening to the parents? Again, really, it depends on the child and, and the parent. But I think there are ways that you can try to encourage children in terms of um, of, of homeschooling. Um, I think it's really useful to separate school time and downtime. So maybe let them know that, you know, we're going to be working between nine and, and 10 and then we'll have a little break and then we'll start again and we'll do another hour before we have some lunch. Um, also, it's quite nice to separate a little area within the house, maybe just a table at the corner of the room where they know that's where they go and do their work. Um, and that's different from when they're playing in another area. Um, I know that some parents have been using reward charts so that um, rather than having s- scheduled times, they just can have a tick on the chart or a sticker on the chart when they've completed a certain task. Um, we've got one mom that's even using poker chips uh, for her <laughs> children. They get a certain number of poker chips uh, when they've completed uh, different tasks that they've been set and then they can be used as rewards then they can kind of cash in their chips for time on their um, playstation or in front of the tv I, so there's I lots of different that. yeah lots of different ways that people are, are handling it really and i think it will be it's particularly important now because um we've kind of been through a bit of a honeymoon period with it the first couple of weeks everyone was finding their feet as to how to have a go at homeschooling then we've had the Easter holidays, which hopefully everybody's had a bit of downtime, especially in the nice weather, to enjoy a bit of time perhaps in the garden. Um, so now getting the mindset back into homeschooling again, I think it's going to be quite tricky. So it might be that these um, little tips would be quite helpful then to say, you know, come on, we've got to knuckle down and do a little bit of work now, um, now that we're back in school time again. Yeah, definitely. I love that tip of the, you know, trying to segregate a, an area where almost like this is going to school now, similar to what many, well, what the majority of us are doing with working from home, you know, that you have to almost set up a little desk or a corner of a room where it's then, you know, you're getting out of bed and you're going to work, whether that's going to the living room or going to a a different area of a bedroom or or so on. That's right. I think it gets people into a different mindset, really. I mean, we've even had um, parents who have, uh, their children have put on their school uniforms in the mornings. Yeah. Um, and just just to really kind of differentiate between, you know, this is our school day and then we'll take off our uniform and enjoy our evening. It's not for everybody, but, you know, people are just doing what works for them. Yeah, definitely. So uh, along with this, there's there's not only the kind of the teaching side of things, there's also keeping children active. There are restrictions on hours of the, you know, we're allowed an hour of exercise a day and this is for all ages. It's not just for adults, this is for children as well. There's, you know, annoyingly we've seen these these instances where children are, are play, you know, all playing together in, in playgrounds and so on, which we, you know, we strongly recommend that, that that's not something that happens. So... Is, is there ways that 
parents can keep their children active when they're they're kind of limited to within the house. I know we've seen the the Joe Wicks uh, PE sessions are, are very popular. Absolutely, I think there's loads that you can do within the house, and if you've got a small garden as well, you know it's really. I think it's there's so much that you can do without having to put yourselves or anybody else at risk by going out and about. Um, yeah, you mentioned Joe Wicks. That's been really popular. There's other lots of other ones like that. There's cosmic yoga and dance bugs. Um, there's a lady in Birmingham who runs a, a fitness group called Cardio Central, where she delivers um, community fitness classes normally. Um, obviously, that's stopped. So she's now doing it online with her kids. So people can tune in and do a, a kind of a brummy version of Joe Wicks, which is fun. Amazing. Um, yeah, and also just um, getting out in the garden, really. You can kind of kick a football around, uh, maybe put some music on in the living room and have a dance around. I've seen one mum who's um, covered herself in glow sticks and turned out the lights, and she's been kind of like a glowing skeleton dancing with her kids, which is really fun. <laughs> People are just being really creative in ways of keeping active and, and, and having fun, really. That's it, yeah. I mean... I- You've kind of covered this, covered this already, but the, you're almost like strongly advising to, you know, for parents to kind of do, you know, do their own thing, find their own way, not put so much pressure on themselves to, to you know, this parent's doing that or this parent's doing that, kind of feeling pressurised into doing something maybe they don't feel comfortable with or something that they've, you know, not done before. So it's finding their own way through through this situation. Yeah, definitely. That's key, really. And 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 be ge- be gentle with yourselves, you know, and the kids too. It's a hard time, and sometimes kids don't necessarily need that maths lesson. They perhaps just need a hug and reassuring, and you know, a bit of a chat about why they can't see grandma and why they can't see their friends, because it's quite confusing for them, especially depending on their age, really, as to how much information they're able to take on board. And so when the school day ends and maybe when the kids are in bed, you know, how can parents kind of wind down or turn off? Yeah, I think that's really important because it's really important that we all kind of look after ourselves as well as our kids and can kind of be run ragged trying to do it all at once. I think, yeah, it depends on what time you finish work. If you are working, it's nice if the sun's still out, maybe sit down in the garden with a a book and a cup of tea or this is a great time to utilize all those box sets that are being mm-hmm. made available there's the audible books as well which uh, people can relax with um i think it's nice just to take some time to maybe cook a bit more slowly and, and have a, a more leisurely tea together or maybe arrange to have um, a facetime chat with a friend over a glass of wine yeah it's just you can still be social without actually having to see each other yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean that that goes for parents and non-parents alike, I guess, doesn't it? Is finding that time in the evenings to to wind down. I know that myself and my girlfriend are making most use of that, where we're not having that commuting time at the end of the day, so we're able to you know start start cooking meals and make you know almost have that wind down in the evenings where you would normally maybe be more rushed. So that's uh, maybe maybe a positive of this current situation. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Zoe. I really do, really do appreciate you finding the time and, and coming onto the show. Before we uh, before we leave you, is there any are there any tips or personal advice from yourself, or you know, any any resources that you could recommend for parents? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think that this is a really 
kind of precious time with your children you're not you're not going to be given a time like this again where you can spend that all those dedicated hours together and I think it's a really great opportunity to share life skills with your children so maybe um, they have got schoolwork to do and it depends on the school as to how much work they're sending them and how much homework they need to submit but when that work's done I think it's quite nice to step away from that and teach them how to cook and how to garden, how to grow their own vegetables, um, get them involved in family projects, you know, help them get them to help paint in the shed or clearing Mm -hmm. out the attic. Um, It's just a really good chance for them to um, to learn things that you maybe don't have time to do normally with them. Things like um, meal planning, you know, looking at the use by dates on on food items and working out when when things need what order things need to be eaten in and planning different meals for different days. Um, it's also a good chance to um, to raid your craft cupboard. A lot of parents have mm-hmm. a craft shelf or box um, that, that sits there not doing anything most of the most of the year. This is a great time to dig out those things and find new stuff for them to to do. And same with a your shelf of board games uh, and jigsaws. Um, I think it's just it's a, an opportunity really to um, to make the most of that time with your children. Um, I think it's quite nice to get grandparents involved as well when you can. Um, it can be quite a lonely time for grandparents and obviously it's really important not to go and visit them at the moment. Um, we had one mum who got in touch with us who started setting up games for her children to play over FaceTime and Zoom with grandparents because she said often conversations between grandchildren and grandparents don't last long because kids as soon as they get on the phone to them they just give yes or no answers so uh, it's quite nice to actually have something for them to do so this mum set up a a memory game where the grandma laid out a tray of items and then put a tea towel over them removed one and then showed them again and kids were playing it over the screen with the grandparents Um, and they also did junior monopoly and cards as well so I think that's quite a quite a good idea uh, to keep that keep that connection, uh, which is important. Um, and also, I think a lot of our, a lot of parents have been getting in touch saying that you know obviously teachers have inset days from time to time. So if it's not working out, just give yourselves a bit of a break. And and also have, have a treat for everybody at the end of the day, not just parents. Um, there's one mom who's um, started to host movie nights for her kids. Uh, where she's actually made them little tickets that they can exchange for um, snacks at, during the during the film. So the dad kind of sits in the doorway to the lounge and rips their ticket in half and admits them into the <laughs> into the cinema area, and then they exchange the rip part of the ticket for some for some snacks and, and sit and watch the film together, which I thought was a really nice idea. That's so imaginative. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that, and in terms of resources, it's a lot of that kind of information that we're sharing on the Brummy Mummies um, page. It's a it's a it's a Facebook page where you can find um, lots of different information. We also have a Brummy Mummies and Daddies Staying in Ideas group, where lots of parents are sharing all their ideas as to um, what they're doing with their kids at home. 
Um, we've also relaunched the Birmingham Male Chipper Club, which it goes, which dates back many, many years. Uh, and it's like a homework club for kids. So we're setting projects each week for them to do. There's been an Easter holiday one. Um, and there's also a daily family newsletter called Lemonade, which people can sign up to as well. Uh, so that gives you free tips, lockdown tips into your email inbox uh, every day. There's also a Brummy Mummies newsletter, which you can sign up to for free. That's been running for quite some time. And every week we share lots of ideas of um, Birmingham specific things that people can do. And that can be, you know, really fun stuff. Like we find out that you can go on a virtual tour around Warwick Castle. You can do a virtual tour around um, Chester Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just lots and lots of really great things that that uh, that you can really utilise during this time. And and make it fun with the kids amazing well thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for everything that you're doing with brummy mummies and all your other campaigns in that you know this the helping this community of parents um in a you know a very strange and unusual time no problem thank you for inviting me on no worries and i hope to see you soon in the office yes that'll be good thanks matt cheers Take care. thank you that was Alone Together's Matt Millard speaking to Zoe Chamberlain. She's the parenting editor at Birmingham Live and the founder of Brummy Mummies there. Some very helpful tips. Uh, I'll have to share them with friends who have the really unenviable position of having kids at home. Thankfully, I don't have them. I am sort of have no paternal instincts whatsoever. You know, they should be seen and not heard. No, no, that's not right. That's a bit harsh. They shouldn't be seen either. <laughs> As we heard, just because the country is in lockdown, it does not mean that education has to stop for children. For parents who are scratching their heads on what to do, P6 teacher, that's year five if you live in England, Mary Lindsay delivers her take on how to homeschool your kids. I spoke to her earlier on the phone. Mary Lindsay is a teacher uh, teaching primary six or year five if you're in England, uh, working full time from home using Microsoft Teams and is also in the hub to support key worker children as well. Um, So hi, Mary. So you're working full time on Microsoft Teams. What does a typical day look like for you right now? Hi. um, Yeah, so really different to what my life was like. Um, Nowadays, I'm at my laptop from about seven until about four, maybe just after, um, answering emails making sure work is being distributed to the kids on Teams. We also send it out via email so parents can access it that way as well if they're struggling with the online platform. Um, We have three times a week meetings with all the kids, so remote meetings online as well, as well as staff meetings. So we're trying to maintain the kind of staff cohort as well on an online basis. And you're also a volunteer in the hub to support key worker children. Mm -hmm. So can you explain how that works? Yeah, so it's pretty similar. I was a supply teacher for a couple of years. It's quite similar to that setup. Um, however, we are given allocated times that we're going to go in. So the hub schools around Edinburgh are high schools that have opened up to select primary schools. So um, people who are available, the teachers available go in for a morning slot or an afternoon slot. And basically, it's kind of open to what each teacher does. We weren't given so much guidance as that but I like to set a kind of structure for the day for each kid so they kind of say what work they've got that's been allocated to them by their teacher and I'll structure a day for them we'll do an hour of language an hour of reading math or whatever they have and try and mix in some some uh, fun activities for them as well. 
With a lot of parents, you know, they're finding it quite daunting about now having to adapt to homeschooling um, their children. Uh, what advice do you have for them? Um, I think the first thing is to try and reassure a lot of parents. This is totally new to all of us. This is a job that I didn't necessarily, I'm not necessarily used to at all. My job is used to being in a classroom, moving around, active, interacting with hundreds of people a day, really. Um, And now I'm at my laptop. And it's the same shift for kids and parents. So it's so new. So reassurance is the first thing I want to do, that they don't need to have to get through every single piece of work in a day. Um, get through what you can. Some days are going to be better than others and um, you can reach out to other parents, reach out to the teacher as well as need be. So reassurance is the first thing I kind of wanted to get across to parents. Um, I think the second thing is trying to prepare kids for learning at home and give them a bit of structure. I know that's easier said than done. I've got um, pals that are teaching their kids from home as well as working and they say that's a lot easier said than done. But even just a little bit of structure for them is really going to help them. Um, Things like setting up a learning space for them, um, again, can be tricky if you've got a lot of kids around the house. However, I've got a really small flat and I make a point of setting up a work area that I move furniture to start at in the morning and then move it back as a kind of physical thing to do so that I'm making boundaries between my home life and my work life. Um, having realistic expectations for yourself as well. You know, if, you're waking, if you've got up and you've got a really hectic work day and you've got to get through your kids' work, just set a lower standard for yourself. Um, it will be okay and your kid will get through the work they need to. Um, another thing I was thinking about is family learning. So if you can try and build in some of my colleagues have sent out kind of like yoga meditation whole class whole um family uh things that you can do together which is quite nice it lets the kids feel a part of something because that's something they're missing too um and yeah i think that making use of technology is another thing is is is, is being super positive pe with joe wicks in the morning i know that's been really popular um, BBC Online is great and I think the BBC are actually starting daily lessons on TV I think it's starting on the 20th of April um, so I think it's 10am every day they're going to be putting out lessons on TV so that kind of frees up any device wars that might be going on amongst siblings because I know that's a problem that parents are facing too and I think you know all those tips are really helpful because I think you know like you were saying there's a lot of pressure on parents to like you were saying, if they're working full time as well and then yeah. having to teach their children and your yeah. age range. So for people who didn't know, what kind of age range would you be teaching? What is you know, nine or 10 years old? Yeah. So, you know, the kids are still quite young. So I think yeah. it's like you were saying, it's just about not putting too much pressure on yourself, especially when they are yeah. that age. Yeah, absolutely. And remembering that they are young. And I know that maybe sounds tricky from someone that doesn't have kids, but I sometimes forget I need to lower my standards for my class. I sometimes expect a lot from the kids, which is, makes me a good teacher, I feel, but also it's it's setting that standard very high for them. And, and sometimes you have to take a step back and think, they are young, this is hard for them. I need to just expect maybe slightly less from them in some aspects. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also I think 
we'll just go through now some of the common concerns um, yeah. from parents home, homeschooling. So one of the things now with you, you know, as you mentioned, using Microsoft Teams is using a lot of online platforms. So um, yeah. a lot of people struggle with that. So what advice can you give on people kind of understanding how to use these online platforms? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I can say is it's really new to, I can probably say every, most teacher, any, most teachers anyway around my city, we're, we've, I've never used Microsoft Teams before. I know there's loads of other platforms that people are using. Um, so it is a, it's a, it's a question of time and getting used to it. So I think that is the first thing. We're only really in our first month of this. So, um, but it, it can be a, it can be a hard thing to get your head around. The first thing I would say is time. Give it time. Try and practice. If you have a minute, play around with it. Um, use your child as well to, to show you. Try and ask them to talk you through it. Second thing is if you're really still struggling and if you're not accessing work, do try and reach out to other parents and get your kids to reach out to their friends and say oh, what's going on with language today. Or another thing you can do is contact the school because we actually send out the work, like I mentioned before, um, through email as well so parents can access the work at a slightly more accessible medium as opposed to something they're really uncomfortable with. So what if also parents can't get their children to see them as teachers? Yeah that's a huge one I think this possibly could be one of the hardest parts I can imagine for parents. It's tricky for me to advise this but I think the way I can put it into context is if I have a, a child that's struggling in my classroom the, the tips I would take or the things I would do to try and get them to access the learning. Um, be really clear and try, I know it's really hard sometimes not to lose your patience, but clear and, and communicate your feelings across really clearly. If you're feeling frustrated, say that to them. I'm feeling frustrated. Um, maybe this isn't the time and then you can revisit. However, something, an idea I came up with quite recently after speaking to one of my, my friends who was struggling, she just said, Mary, I can't get her to see me as a teacher. She's She's acting up. She's groaning. She's just saying no. She she's really not not accessing learning, and it's stressing me out. So an idea I had was to come up with kind of role play cards or trying to dramatize um, the sessions a little bit. And don't get me wrong, not in a cheesy way. I'm really not a, a cheesy type of teacher, but they can be. It just maybe lets the child see and access learning in a different way. So if you have scrap pieces of paper. Uh, you could write on the math teacher, on a separate one, reading teacher, and then you could have a pupil card. You could also make the pupil card a little bit more fun, so you could get them to make a fairy pupil, get them to dress up. Um, each choose a card, so you and, and, a, and a parent, a, a, sorry, a child and a parent, they each take a card. And then um, they can start a session, so structure the session, say, right, for 30 minutes, we are going to become this character. And that actually ties in with something we do in the classroom as well, which is kind of expert in the room. So you're flipping the role to the child to then say, right, you're the teacher. You've got the teacher card. Can you tell me what we did yesterday? Or can you have a look at this piece of work? And can you tell me what we're going to do? I just have no idea. So by flipping the roles, hopefully you're going to get your child to engage a little bit more. And giving that timer says, right, at the end of 30 minutes, that's it. Our roles are back to normal. So kind of almost like a Cinderella, when the clock strikes midnight, we're done. Um, so hopefully that will, be, will give a bit of structure as well as hopefully motivate them a little bit. And I'm aware that sounds quite accessible for younger kids. But what I found over the last month is that because I've kind of got upper years, we call it, you know, primary six, seven, towards the end of primary school, they're a lot more independent with their learning. So they're not really requiring these kind of hooks, we call them, like get the kids into the learning. 
Um, so this is quite good for kind of uh, lower to middle stages. However, you know your kid, if you think your kid's going to respond well to it, give it a go. Yeah, I think that's um, some really useful advice there. I think the role play thing, you know, not only is it quite fun, but it mixes things up and kind of, yeah, you know, gets the kids to imagine a different situation um, yeah. where maybe they might respond better to that. Um, and another question is, there's just so much work. I'm worried that I'm missing things, you know, like you're mentioning if you're working full time or even if you're not working and you're trying to get through, you know, the rest of the school year mm-hmm. curriculum, what would you advise if people just feel completely, you know, snowed under by it? Yeah, no, I totally appreciate that. I can see it's a massive amount of work we're asking parents to take on. Um, first thing I probably would say is you won't be missing as much as you think. The kids will be accessing more than you think. Um, I think as adults, we tend to kind of overthink and see things from many different angles. If a child is accessing one or two pieces of work each day, they will be learning. And that's what's important. Um, however, also it's is our job to track and monitor the process, the learning of your of your child. It's still our job to do that. And at the moment, we're in a transition of trying to do what we would normally do in the classroom from home. So it, it's tricky at the moment. However, we are in the process of figuring out how we're going to do that, how we're going to feed back to kids. So time, we're going to ask you for a little bit more time. Don't worry. They will be accessing more than they think, than you think, sorry. And um, it's you're going to be getting some more guidance as to how we're going to feed back and how us as teachers are going to do our job from home. Thanks very much, Mary. That's some great tips there and lots of things I'm sure parents can take on board. Um, and I think, you know, your reassurance of kind of not worrying too much about getting through everything, just kind of doing your best and taking things day by day is really important at a time like this. Absolutely. That was my chat with P6 or Year 5 teacher Mary Lindsay. I hope her advice and the tips from our other guest Zoe have been useful. And that's all we've got time for today on Alone Together. Thanks for listening to our podcast. So stay safe, stay positive, stay informed and stay tuned. This has been a laudable production from the newsrooms of Birmingham Live, Edinburgh Evening News and the Manchester Evening News. You can download Alone Together wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app for iOS and Android. And you can keep in touch with me, Matt and Morvan, that's if you like, by following Laudable on Twitter, where we are at Laudable Pods, or by searching for Laudable underscore podcasts on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>